right, I'm only doing this yeah. if if we keep it the same. I don't. I'm, I need some some calm and stability, Ben. And if we're going to keep doing this podcast, I, I like the format we had before. I want to stick with it. You did name your two children a quiz and two charts. <laughs> But don't worry about it. I mean, okay. ignore the gold lame suit and top hat, which I am just happen to be wearing. There was nothing else dry. But don't worry. Other than that, everything is entirely as it was. suppose I can deal with that just about. Beep boop. Hello, Mr. Phil. What? What is that? I am your robot pal. Oh, for fuck. <laughs> Robots. Hooray! A brilliant start to Series 3 of Don't Let's Chat with me, Ben Baker. And me, Phil Catterall, the man who doesn't like robots anymore because of Ben Baker. Hooray! Times two. Uh, If you've never heard this programme before, this is a podcast where me and Phil try and find some sense out of this crazy world of ours, through top ten lists, charts, etc. Because let's be honest... It, there's not much else we can rely on in the current climate, is there? No, not really. <laughs> it's just cold, hard data, which, of course, was also the name of Brent Spiner's pornographic film. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not true. I hate it. It's not, it's not true. So uh, we're slightly changing, if you've heard the programme before. We're basically going to look at things that happened on this date uh, in history. And, uh, well, hold on to your factual trousers, ladies and gentlemen. It's not a sentence I'm keen on. But you will be keen on the fact that happened on the 6th of October, 1783, mm-hmm. when Benjamin Hanks patented the self-winding clock. Right. Okay. That's 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 your leading. Now, this is the bit where we have a bit of fun banter about that. Yeah. Self-winding clock funnies, you know, the standard stuff that they do on, you know, the news quiz. Mm-hmm. Lazy bastard. Why can't I wind his own clock up? Uh-huh. No, good. Good. Uh, no, you, if you don't like that, it's fine. If you don't like that one, I've got another one. We've got another one. 1866. Uh-huh. I don't like that one. The first train robbery in the US happened. Right. No, no, no. <laughs> the first train robbery. <laughs> I think I know where you're going with this. <laughs> Who's going to rob a train? That's a massive yes. swag bag you're going to need for that. No, to put you, the train. You, you, <laughs> so, I, I thought I knew where you were going, and you did You did not disappoint. Thank Reno you. Reno Brothers, they took $30,000. Uh, yeah, okay. okay, 1889, mm-hmm. Thomas Edison showed his first ever motion picture, which, as we all know, was... Two lasses doing some kissing in the bear. It, why? Why? Why are you doing this? No, the best thing, that wasn't what it actually was. It was three of his workers pretending to be blacksmiths. You know, you know, jumping on that whole pretending to be blacksmiths bandwagon of the... Uh, of the, this, of the 19th this century. Is, this is absolutely one of those cases where the actual thing that they did is funnier than the joke that you came up with for it. <laughs> you know, Two lasses kissing. It's like, no, three blokes dressed as blacksmiths for no reason. No, you're talking. <laughs> uh, well, all right, we'll skip forward to 1945. Oh, good. Uh, and uh, tavern owner, William Billy Goatsianis. That's a name. That is a name. Buys a seat for his goat at Game 4 of the Baseball World Series, but is escorted out and casts a curse on the Chicago Cubs. 
No. Right. No, there's a lot to unpack there. I'm there is sure. a lot to unpack there. But apparently he's got his own Wikipedia page and everything. The curse of the Billy Goat was a sports-related curse supposedly placed on the Chicago Cubs Major League Baseball franchise by uh-huh. William Salis, who took his pet goat named Murphy uh, sure. to, to see some baseballs. Uh, and Murphy was bothering other fans, so he was asked to leave Wrigley Field, and he put a curse, he said, allegedly, Dem Cubs, they ain't gonna win no more. And from then, they won nothing of any major worth until 2016. Right. On the 46th anniversary of his death. Okay. And ironically, what they won was, I got... <laughs> no, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. <laughs> I mean, that's that is there's there's a lot. That is a lot. I mean, (laughs) of course, you know what? I want to see the baseball, but I promise I got would be (laughs) good. Wait, what if? (laughs) And they get to the turnstile and they go, "Oh, one, 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 one." (laughs) I think, I think it's. I assume that he was operating under what I like to think of as air bud rules, where there's nothing in the rule book that says I can't. <laughs> it's like, no, because no one ever thought you would. No. I mean, I assume you were going to say they were going to put a cap on the goat and say, get out there on the fifth face. <laughs> you know? No, no, no. Air bud is just the personification of if it isn't, it, there's nothing in the rule book preventing it. <laughs> it's like, no, no, there isn't. There's nothing that says that a dog can, can't play basketball. But because dogs can't play basketball, you don't have to specify it. No, so. you don't have to be a dog racist to know that. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's, uh, I love the idea of someone going, I can you for not letting me go <laughs> I'm not clear on what his qualifications were for you know putting a curse on it well he owned uh, a local tavern which was called the Bill- Billy Goat Tavern yeah yes. yes. <laughs> yes. Billy Goat Tavern you know so it was all there the, the, the clues were there <laughs> well there we go there you go sports facts who knew sports facts might turn up on the show <laughs> I've just, I've just. Did, did you say about the thing about the telegram? No. What was that? So apparently, uh, when when they lost the World Series in 1945, Billy sent uh, sent a telegram to the owner of the Cubs asking who stinks now. <laughs> and the answer was, you go. It's still, it's still the your goat. goat. It's still the it's goat. Still the goat. It's shitting everywhere. It's like we're just we're just bad at. <laughs> <laughs> We're just bad at this. We're bad at yeah, this one thing. Yeah, it doesn't well, mean we smell. Yeah, it's when you start defecating in the field, maybe we'll talk. <laughs> oh dear. Speaking of defecating in the field. <laughs> no. What? What? Absolutely not. Oh well. He might have done at some point. I'm looking at the birthdays on uh I would just just out for John Cougar Mellencamp, who I don't know anything about. I just love the name John Cougar it's Mellencamp. A good name. Uh, born name. in 1951, October 1951. But like, I, do you know what? I presume with time zones and it, however long his mum hold on to him, it was yeah. it was at least it was it was nearly born on the sixth. Part part way out. So I mean, we've already broken the format four four facts. Since. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at yeah. this, and I, I, he says he had loads of hits. I only remember Jack and Diane. Right. Otherwise. I don't really know anything about John Mellencamp or John Cougar or Johnny Cougar or John Cougar Mellon Balls as a crossbow <laughs> <and> work <laughs> If only someone 
had some sort of information. I mean, I don't know. I don't know much about. But I know I love you. Oh, sorry. That he is on the the board of directors for Farmaid, which is a thing that exists. Um, and and has done for thirty five years at this point. Oh, that, that's that's coincidental. Thirty five years. What just after Band Aid? Then <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. September uh, of eighty five, the first one. So presumably the Wurzels were on. <laughs> uh, well, and that's it. And so, the farmers boys, farmers boys were on. And uh, what, what I have done, Ben? What I have done? Swill Collins. Because because our old friend Wiki Pidaya. Has yeah. used to chase that roadrunner. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. A full list of everyone that has been on in every event. I have taken. What do you mean that every list. event? How many farm aids have there been? Well, it's been running since 1985. So, oh, every year. Yeah. So, what's the point of it? Is it to make money for farmers in America? Then, yes, that's exactly what it's for. So, a good, a good exactly cause. It just happens to be called farm aid, which in yes, in this in this country it, definitely makes you think more. You know, people play the archers yeah. theme than. <laughs> than, than quality rock so yeah. you've got a list of the people who played then yes uh, and and let me tell you it took some excel based wrangling to get this into a format where I could I could just easily add up how many times each person had appeared so, okay uh, so are we going by the list of appearances then uh, yes the number of times that they've appeared now I'm going to start off by telling you that the board of directors for Farm Aid is Willie Nelson Neil Young John Mellencamp and Dave Matthews so I'd like you to bear that in mind all my favourites as we go into this this list so I'm going to jump around a bit what Chris Cross played sorry <laughs> I hate you um, because it doesn't quite work uh, if we just do it as a straight list so we just okay. so I'm going to tell you your, your top three See if you can guess your top three. Uh, is it is it Willem Nelson? Yeah. John Kirkabella Balls. Yes. And Neil Young? Correct. <laughs> so that's Willie Nelson's. Well, that's only because Dave Matthews didn't become a thing until sort of the nineties, well, really. Did he? No, not not really, not really. That's all I know of Dave Matthews. That thing, that bit of that song that's in the community. <laughs> <laughs> So that's your top three. So yeah. Willie Nelson thirty-three times, John Mellencamp thirty, Neil Young twenty-nine. Right. Now, so there were two now, years where Willie Nelson went, and you know what? I'm not. I'm not feeling it. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, there was one year as well that Willie Nelson just uh, 1989. He took it on the road by himself. So he was the only person. Didn't he get done for tax avoiding as well at some point? At some point, yeah. But I think he's he's been in most of these. Who else is on your list? So other top top ranking people are Jamie Johnson by themselves. I'm uh, fairly sure it's a CBBC drama. Sounds like it. Footballing uh, chart. Lucas Nelson and the Promise of the Real. So them and Jamie Johnson have both got nine appearances. So you know. I mean, that good. sounds like a good band name. Um, it but... does. Just just you wait because we. I'm, I'm going to jump down the list a bit here because some of these names aren't that interesting. Mm. Uh, Insects versus robots have five appearances. <laughs> I mean, who do you think wins in that battle? Insects robots. or robots? Robots, Ro- I yeah. mean, it depends how big the insects are, but if it's a standard still... size insect and any size of robot, I would assume the robot would win. Yeah, because, you know, robots. Yeah, exactly. Big boop, do you want me now? <laughs> What no, the... no, not not now, robot. No, thank no. you, thank you. Anyway, with just with this uh, a sad three appearances is Titty Bingo, uh, which. <laughs> 
was not anything I was expecting to say when I started looking into Farmaid. I mean, <laughs> I have been pitching Titty Bingo to you as a podcast since we began. Come on. <laughs> Lou Reed was there three times. He likes farms. I bet Does he had he? a cracking Farmville set up uh, before his death, and I'm sure uh, Laurie Anderson's keeping it maintained for him. Oh, probably. Um, now, I was amused because the way that I split this list up was to just basically say to Excel, take that big block of names and split it out, which mm. unfortunately means it is split out. Uh, it looks as though Stills, Crosby, and <laughs> Nash and Young, as as three separate entities, all appeared twice. I've been in checks. It's not that. It was still Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young at that point. Right. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't a. It wasn't that they had started to split up and were all performing at the same event, but in separate groups, <laughs> all in their own uh, entourage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they all did their part of the uh, acts <laughs> on different stages different and times. at different times. Yes. Yeah. Uh, very Good. nice house. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hootie and the Blowfish. No. Uh, that we all we all remember them from Friends appeared twice, uh, as did, and I swear this is not me making this up because it sounds like a thing that we would make up. Ian Mellencamp. No, no, who has appeared there is twice? No, Ian Mellencamp. Well, if there isn't, then someone's edited me into Wikipedia, and it's probably you. Um, <laughs> Ian, no, there is there is Ian video footage Cougar of him. There is video footage of him performing at Farm Aid 2019. If you search Ian Mellencamp, it's the first video that comes up. Uh, oh, all right, I'm, I, I mean, amazingly, I haven't already had this. So it's not coming up as a previously. Uh, <laughs> he's uh, uh, he's the nephew of John Mellencamp. Apparently, he looks okay. like the forgotten Hanson brother. Is what he looks like. And I don't say that in a nasty way. It's just what he looks like. All of his songs are terribly named. Full steam ahead. <laughs> Romance ending and force fit. Don't. If he don't, just just don't. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Garth, Garth Brooks did one. Glenn Campbell. Uh, Elton John did one, which <laughs> does does not seem to fit. I don't think Elton John even knows what farms are. I'm fairly <laughs> sure. He's seen them from his window. I'm pretty sure of that. So who's the name that you would expect least that has played it? I mean, it's 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 difficult to say. Julio Iglesias does not seem like the sort of man <laughs> who, again, has has ever been to a farm. Uh, but the most surprising name on the list, I'm assuming this person did not sing, uh, but I would love it if they had and there was footage of it, uh, is Barack Obama. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it Dave Medley, you know. And ended, of course, with I could be so good for you. you know, that's, that's how he ended <laughs> all of his uh, campaign rallies back well, this this was apparently this was the two thousand and five one. It was the twentieth anniversary. It was in Illinois, which I believe he was a state senator for at the time, or was he senator for it? Either way, he wasn't president. He was still three years off being president. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, he. I, I guess he was just there. And that is the story of Faramid. Faramid, thank you uh, once again to Wick I Pidaya. Uh, and the year after John Cougar Mellon Balls is born, 1952, Agatha Christie's play The Mousetrap opened. Uh, do you know where it opened, Phil? Was it in London somewhere? Correct. Nottingham at the Theatre Oh, Royal. really? Yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah, and then in London the following month, where it's run continuously until March Forever, 16th, yeah. 2020, where it ended for some, some reason. Don't... 
I don't know why. Don't know why oh I God, I hadn't even thought about that. That's ruined that record for him. Bless him. It, it really has. Uh, the play, as we all know, is a twist ending in which the audience are traditionally asked not to reveal. But we all know it was dusky Ian Murdersman in the study with a copy of Christopher Biggins' autobiography. The problem is you can't talk about Ian Murdersman now that we've just established that there's an Ian Mellencamp. You can't. Yeah, Ian Mellencamp did it in the study. <laughs> he's, he's, yeah, he's with some hammers. Oh, dear. Uh, 1966, LSD was first declared illegal in California with other states following. Uh, Do you know what LSD stands for? No, Ben. That's right. Lovely smashing drugs. Uh, And as a bit of an experiment, I've brought some LSD in there. If you look under your chair, you'll Um, see some LSD. And we're going to take this as a live experiment in... I, I am... I am many things, Ben. I am fairly sure I am bad at drugs. So, so uh, uh, don't worry about it. It's, it's all going to just inject the lovely LSD into your eyeballs. It's all going to be fine. And... <laughs> Is that how LSD works? Because I don't know a lot about drugs, but I'm pretty sure that's not how it's supposed to work. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to have a lot of fun finding out. <laughs> Incoming listener question. So it does that, does it? What, what, well, yeah, the robot. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's uh, it, it's set up to do stuff. Uh, and uh, I've set it up to our email account. Uh, what is it? Don't let's chat at gmail.com. Uh, something like that, yeah. Yeah, so if anyone sends a question in, or at don't let's chat on Twitter, it'll get sent to us, same as before. Uh, but thanks, robot. Uh, I should give him a better name, really. I'll, 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 I'll think of something. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Personal information special systems two. We're not calling it piss. We're not calling no, two, it piss. Two, two, two. No, we're not calling it piss two the, the, the either. F- the, the first one did add an accident. Oh dear. Anyway, anyway, sh- 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 it's, it's, uh, there's a listener email. It's come in. Oh, it's our old friend Gareth. Gareth Irons, uh, of course. Oh, that- uh, from underscore retrospecticus. Uh, this, this would be good, then. Yeah, he's, he's good. A, he loves his pop culture. This is going to be a fun, it's... like, yeah, which is the best Simpson in the fight or something like that. Throw us a nice softball to start the series off. Thanks, Gareth. Robot, play a list of question number one. Dear Mr. Ben and Dr. Phil, I feel so extraordinary. Something's got a hold of me. But that's an unrelated problem. My question is, what is the one true faith? I that, um, that's um hmm. uh, okay. Wait, 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 Right. Who's got the one true face? Well, uh it it's, was uh, no, 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 we're not gonna it's not gonna fly, is it? No, we're not gonna no, fly. Um One True Voice when the the ones It's not no one remembers one true voice. People don't even remember bloody girls aloud at this point, never mind one true voice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, we're a fun pop culture kind of fact based podcast. Can't get into something heavy like one true faith right now. I mean, I mean, there's obviously edgelord jokes about the Bible being the most popular fiction book in the world, but that's pop culture. But no, I'm not gonna not gonna do that. That's, that's too I don't understand, too obvious. Don't, too obvious. I don't understand. Um, I mean, it's you know, it's funny. You know, people often will quote people like uh, Bill Hicks, for mm. example. I mean, like Bill Hicks died when he was in his early thirties. He did. Speaking of someone in the late thirties, I know nothing now. I knew even less than. 
it's 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 interesting to speculate whether Bill Hicks would have just calmed down or whether he would have got worse. I think he would have got worse. I think I, he would have got I, worse. I, I have a horrible feeling he probably would have ended up on Fox News. Uh, yeah, babe. Uh, no. Even if it was playing both sides, I think. I I think you're being too generous. I think it would have been an Infowars situation. Oh. I think. I could, there's there is obviously the speculation that Alex Jones is in fact just Bill Hicks, which is obviously ridiculous. But you could you can see him that's not there, a thing. That's you? not really. That is genuinely a thing. There are people that think that 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 Alex Jones is uh, is Bill Hicks, which is ridiculous. Not not liking chemicals that turn the frogs gay. That's the... that was him. Yeah. 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 Uh, but again, it's like which faith wouldn't mind frogs being gay? I assume none of them would mind. Uh, you know. <laughs> I think they're indifferent to gay frogs. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't believe. Even if you check through the Old Testament and and specifically Leviticus, you won't find anything in there about gay frogs. And you'll find just about everything else is banned from Leviticus. But you know, I that's... mean, I, I only read Kermit four three, so it's just, thou shalt not. Sit on a rock. Not even Kermit sixteen nine. Good yeah. grief! You need to get out of the dark ages, man. Uh, this guy is uh... Kermit five two five I. It just, it just, just asks why there's so many songs about rainbows. It's uh... how many are there? Probably, probably a few. Actually, that's a point. Now I'm thinking about it. Maybe What's a way that? of judging which is the best faith is which one has had the most chart hits. I mean, that's more on our level, isn't it? Do yeah. you mean like? songs about the faith itself or songs by people of that faith because either way i feel like it might be a bit of a landslide it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty christian isn't it yeah it's fairly christian yeah yeah you've got half a cat stevens you know that's top or bottom half i'm not sure which but um yeah i mean if you look at most of them have been by cliff richard as well yeah I mean, maybe we'll just start a new sect, Cliffism. Right. Okay. <laughs> what 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 practices would be involved in in a, a traditional? I assume it would still be Sunday. Uh, yeah. Sunday service of a Cliffist. We, well, would... we'd all wake up and have it off with Sue Barker. If right. if unavailable, a Sue Barker based uh, automaton will be sent to your homes. <laughs> right. Okay. And then, uh, obviously, he'll have a couple of Brumburgers, uh, mm. as as he does. Get in the uh, uh, the double decker bus. <laughs> I was going to say, would you then spend the afternoon connecting up your hi fi equipment, or is that no? I, uh, is that too of and then too obvious? and then putting on the show right there? <laughs> uh, something something tennis. I don't. I don't know. I wonder who'd be best at like if we went right all the religions you can. Do a badminton knockout contest. <laughs> <laughs> Abu Hamza would be something, 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 etc. I've got a better idea. Yeah. I've got a better idea. Yeah. What is what is popular on the Twitch at the moment, Ben? What is popular on it? Well, not just on Twitch, but everywhere. I mean, it's, it is, it's, it's Fall Guys, isn't it? It's Fall Guys. It's Fall Guys. It's fall guys. Yeah. Uh, it's Sorry. that fun game where them little bean people try to do like... It's a bit like It's a Knockout, but with less sex offences. You know? <laughs> it's, it's a bit like It's a Knockout, but fingers crossed we won't be unable to repeat it at any point in the future. <laughs> what, so you say maybe we should just sit down and make all the religions of the world sit down and play Fall Guys? What, one one representative from each religion. You can get a Pope, you can get an Archbishop of Canterbury. Oh, I love that episode of Games Master. 
I, I've I've listed the two main Christian faiths that I'm aware of, and I do not know what the leaders of any other faiths are called because I'm terrible. Um, imams, so, for example, it, imams, uh, rabbi, you know, whatever the 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 top one is, and they can all get on a on a Fall Guys server, and yeah. we can finally sort out which religion is best through comedy video game pratfalls. Yeah, the problem is, of course, is that you know I'm not quite sure what? if you can have a private server. So, oh yeah, so, no, that's so. What what will probably end up happening is the the uh, the end up of the answer of the one true faith will be Spunky Boy two four six four three two nine <laughs> smoke weed every day man xxx Sephiroth four twenty sixty nine xxx yeah is is the best religion yeah anyway anyway that's that's all to staff as we all know really. What the actual truth faith is, don't we? I mean, we've discussed this uh, many a time, and, and of course, this is me and Phil putting our absolute reputations on the line. Yeah, here. absolutely, absolutely. We at Don't Let's Chat confirm the one true faith is. If you need bees, get to Brian's Bees. It's best bloody selection of bastard in bees in Skipton region. Forget world of wasps. They're good fannies. Brian's bees. It's bees, ma'am. Uh, uh, apologies to some people there. Uh, we, we signed up to one of them uh, intrusive advertising setups because we want to make some money. In fact, I was I was just onto old Alan Cast. That's his name, yeah. He said he mainly wants to advertise albums by Cast, obviously. But <laughs> I want. I want it. You know, I knew you were going to go the John Power route with that. I somehow yeah. knew that was where it was going. John Power was, of course, the least controversial. <laughs> no, 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 not going there. Not going there. Nineteen eighty-five. Gem and the Holograms debuted on American television in syndication. Outrageous. Uh, you know what? Let's move on to something a lot more uh, decent and wholesome. Nineteen ninety-one. Turbo nonce Michael Jackson gave away the bride at Elizabeth Taylor's seventh wedding held at the Neverland Ranch. Uh, this is when she married Larry Fortensky, which he was a construction worker, and everyone was just like, Really? Yeah. And, it's just, and then now, I don't think anyone of a certain age knows who Elizabeth Taylor is, which is it's sad in a lot of ways because she was a brilliant actress, but. When we were growing up, she was just a woman who had been married a lot. I was going to say her career had had sort of regressed to just getting married every now and again. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, eventually Richard Burton died, so she had to stop marrying him. I was uh, going to say, it wasn't even one of the good marriages. It wasn't even one of the Burton marriages. Also on this day, Oscar-winning actor Dustin Hoffman, 43, divorced actress Anne Byrne, 37, after 11 years of marriage. Oh. <laughs> I just... That's ooh. Uh, so now, as we all know, divorce is hilarious. <laughs> Upsetting nobody, and uh, you know, bringing people together since now. Ian divorce feel... first invented it. No, I feel that as you are the fifty percent of this podcast who has not been through that process. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should keep your opinions to yourself. <laughs> that that is possible, but. <laughs> I still googled funny reasons for divorce, and this is what came up. Oh, of course, uh, of course you did. Right? Yeah, okay, yeah, good. Let's yeah, let's see how this yeah. goes. Barbara and Core solicitors provided this uh, list. Uh, these are genuine right. reasons why people uh, wanted divorces. Uh, most okay. of them are American and stuff. Well, this first one is from Japan, 
And he wasn't that into Frozen. Woman in Japan allegedly wanted to divorce husband because he didn't like Disney's mega hit movie as much as she did. That's. I mean, um, if I would say anything to her, I'd say don't bother. some sort of phrase which is like "give it up," just just release. No, I release understand. The, release I it. Really, no, good. There'll be some. There's something witty Pete. there. I'm sure we could. Almost certainly. Almost certainly. Let's let's have another one. Let's have another one. A Kuwaiti woman filed for divorce after only a week when she discovered that her husband preferred to use bread rather than a fork to eat peas. Wait, what? I, I, he didn't use a fork to eat peas. No, but he used she bread. She poor table manners. How did and he said use... his way of eating peas was a shocking sight. How do you eat? Do you just like push the bread into the peas and hope that they stick? Is that? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Barbara and Co. Solicitors. One thing. Pea information specialists. <laughs> no. Fair. Fair. Okay. Well, I mean, I think uh, I'm on board with that one. If you, if, if 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 I was in a relationship with someone who was eating peas by just mashing them into a loaf, then no, I'd be I'd be out. Oh, pea loaf. No. And sorry. Uh, a woman in the UK filed for divorce because her husband wanted her to dress like a Klingon and speaking Klingon to him during the act. I I, I feel like that is something you have to get. You have to cover that up front. You, you can't spring it on someone post-marriage. No, that, that's, that's fair. It's, also, it, as I recall, a Klingon, not a very sexy uh, I mean, speech it, it, it doesn't work for me, but it, it, whatever you're into. <laughs> it's all that it is. What, whatever people are into. I'm, I'm not, not shaming him for this, but yeah, you definitely... It's all about communication, mate. You definitely should have communicated your Klingon fetish up front. That's... Yeah. Yeah, this is fair enough. You know. <laughs> Do you think he tried to introduce it gradually by bringing a Cornish pasty into the bedroom and saying, just put that on your head? <laughs> just, just, just lie that on your head for a minute. <laughs> At least that's wanking for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, no. I, I cannot finish unless my partner is heavily armed. <laughs> uh, one husband in the UK asked for a divorce because he hated having to eat his wife's tuna casserole. That's oh, not that's fair. No, that's, that's, not, that's not. No, tuna's horrible. I cook your know. own. Just, cook something else. That's not it's horrible. I feel like this is obfuscating the actual. I, I have no doubt there's a legitimate reason for those people getting divorced, which seems like he's yeah. a bit of a prick. Um, yeah. So it's very. It's like, what is it with tea tonight? Tuna casserole. I could tell her I don't like tuna casserole. Or <laughs> Ian's the divorce is this on the is, way to work. This is, this is the. This is the marriage version of steamed hams. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but, but what if? <laughs> uh, the next one, a couple's pet bird began to say things like divorce and be patient. That's a good, good parrot impression there. <laughs> this led the wife to discover the husband was having an affair <laughs> while the parrot watched, which gave her grounds for divorce. Right. Why would you conduct clandestine conversations about an affair in front of an animal that notoriously repeats everything it hears? Why? What's... Oh, so I love the fact that we're going, divorce, divorce, be patient, divorce, be patient, I mean... oh, divorce. As if that was all the conversation was. Divorce now? Divorce, divorce now. plus. Divorce now. Divorce now. <laughs> when divorce or oh, when divorce also I love the fact that he clearly wanted to get divorced and then it gave him grounds for divorce 
I, I suspect it's more likely that he didn't actually want a divorce, oh, but he was dear. prepared to keep telling the other but person that he did. He wanted to keep the parrot. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. He didn't want to lose half the parrot in the divorce. Yeah. Uh, speaking of animals, an Israeli man divorced his wife because he adopted 550 cats. <laughs> Where did she put them? That is too many cats. I think she went online and she slips. She went like, I would have five cats. (laughs) uh, The unnamed man said the felines hindered his home life by blocking the entrance to the bathroom, swarming the kitchen and stealing food off his plate. (laughs) Which he didn't mind when it was tuna casserole night, to be fair. So the average cat, apparently, is around about 8 to 10 pounds. So let's take the upper limit of that. Mm. 5,500 pounds of cat. Where are you going to keep? In the entrance of the bathroom, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is like a cat version of an Indiana Jones opening sequence to a walk. That's you know, 400 what? stone of cats. <laughs> Hello, I'm home. Uh, what did you do today? No, no, don't get mad. <laughs> you know I'm always buying stuff and you're telling me off for it. Two and a half oh. imperial tons of cats. <laughs> <laughs> How much tuna casserole would you need to feed them? <laughs> Hang on, no, we've got to do the maths. How much, how much do you need to feed cats? Uh, need to feed a cat. Uh, one three-ounce can per three to three and a half pounds. So it's three ounces per three pounds. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to live cat maths. We've got 5,500 pounds of cat, mm. which is... About that many ounces. Mm. And this is per day. Yeah. So you, you would need you need 350 pounds of cat food a day. And what do you reckon that's going for currently? I mean, I assume Jolly's have an offer on. <laughs> right, well, for, for 550th cat eats free. <laughs> I got cat food on Amazon. Cat good. No, cat food. Cat good as well. Cat is also cat good. Cat good. Gaggle. <laughs> Divorce. Uh, <laughs> Divorce. Gaggle. <laughs> you know, oh, right, hang on. Here we go. So 2,400 grams is six. I can't be bothered with this. This, this is loads, nothing. Loads. This is nothing. Thousands now. and thousands of pounds. I'm the, important, the, the important thing is you need a lot of cat food and it's going to cost you a lot of money. <laughs> Also, where are you putting these cats? How much space did they have for this many? You know what? I've really got hung up on the cat volume it's, and weight. It's the cat, it's the cat density ratio has <laughs> definitely thrown you. It's a concern. So we've got to move on the final one, the final reason mm-hmm. uh, for giving divorce. An American surgeon from Long Island wants his kidney back after he gave his wife a kidney when they were married, but now she's filed for divorce. He wants it back. I mean, that's not how that works. Because... Could you describe the kidney in question, sir? How much time did you spend with the kidney on a day-to-day basis? <laughs> Who is the primary caregiver to the kidney? 
maybe, for example, there could be some sort of deposition where it'll take some some lesser bodily parts in return. You, you'd want at least a lobe of a liver to make up for the lack of a kidney, wouldn't you? You'd want you at least that. Like get, getting it back and then taking it out of the cart in his hand and walking to the hospital and saying, get that stuck in me now! <laughs> I'm, I'm imagining the bit at the end of the breakfast club where he puts his hand in the air except he's holding a kidney and it's blood dripping down his hand. Don't you forget about kidneys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's the breakfast? It's kidneys. <laughs> That'd be the worst thing, wouldn't it? If he got it back and then I just had it for breakfast instead. Of... Oh, it's delicious. <laughs> Slurp slew now for some dialysis. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's pretty much an excellent way to wrap up this first edition of the third series of Don't Let's Chat. Yes. Uh, no time to mention Lois and Clark getting married. No time to mention CSI premiere on CBS. Ooh. Or Bruce Springsteen being sued by a man who claimed he backed out of a deal to buy a horse. <laughs> I mean, we could have had so much conversation about all of that. If you're interested, the horse was called Pavarot. Oh, good. I was wondering. The number one question that I had, Ben, that I was going to have to ask you after the credits roll was, was the horse called Pavarotti? Uh, if you have enjoyed this and you would like uh, these episodes early, please do go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash don't let's chat, where we'll also be putting up deleted scenes and extra bits along the way and running things like discords and game nights. And we're going to do lots more uh, with the public, with the public, that's you, that's you. <laughs> I don't know the public. I think, well, who am I? Bloody Tony Blackburn. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. We love the great British public. We love them. If you'd like more of this, uh, please don't go to Patreon or Kofi. And if you would like to send us in a question, uh, possibly not as deep as Gareth's. No. Could be more pop culture based. That's yeah. fine. All you have to do is record yourself reading that question out. Send it to us. Uh, what, what is the email address, Phil? Don't let's chart at gmail.com. So if you like this, please tell people we're trying to get his name out there. We don't have the money to promote ourselves like a old Ian actor does a podcast with John off Tellison. John John uh, another actor, yeah. <laughs> so if you like this program, please do let people know it means the world to us. And until next time, I have been Judah Casserole. <laughs> and I have been a tramp repeatedly stealing a dog. Good cats! Bye! If you need even more bees, get to Brian's Bees. Now in four new locations. At Chrome, Discus, Hold It and Meh. Don't use them on the bee establishments. They're f***ing shit for fun. Brian's Bees, we don't exist, ma'am.